Welcome to Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast. We're an official Apple podcast, and we're sponsored by the Westport Library and the Quick Center for the Arts. And my name is Migs Burroughs. And I'm Trace Burroughs. And today we have mother, singer, and daughter of legendary guitarist Eric Clapton, and, mo- and daughter of Yvonne Kelly. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Her name's um, Ruth. <laughs> Did you I'm sorry. Her name happens, and her name happens to be Ruth. Ruth. <laughs> That's sorry. right. Sorry about that. Right. Um, so I've got a question right off. It was part of the email. You said um, your parents influenced you in different ways, your mother and your father. So what are the two different ways they influenced you? Um, so my mom is somebody that can just turn her hand to anything. Um, She's truly amazing like that. Um, And she just tackles everything at 100%. So that's so motivating as a woman, you know, um, to have a female role model like that. Um, And then she is really passionate about music too. Um, So that, you know, a lot of my education into music came from her, you know, who I listened to and, Um, I have really strong memories of that as a kid growing up, Um, you know, Peter Gabriel, um, the Eagles, Mm -hmm. um, gosh, I can't, there's so many, I can't, I can't even name them all. Um, Don Henley, Bonnie Raitt, just all of those really inspirational artists that um, I love to listen to now that came from her. Um, And then on my dad's side, I mean, obviously he's, he's so talented. and he's again so passionate about um, his craft. So, yeah, just both of them have been really motivational. And, and actually, to be fair to him too, he's somebody that um, tackles everything full on and has overcome a lot. So, yeah, the, but it's quite similar actually. Both of them have influenced me in quite similar ways. Right. Yeah, so, um, I, 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 I loved your, went through your Instagram. Uh, sites you know to get some background and I, I love well there's two things I love one was your <laughs> your son singing Layla jumping on my knees which is the greatest <laughs> thing I ever heard <laughs> it was just too funny not to share it I had to share it because it yeah. was just so hilarious you know and that's their favorite um and I get it as a kid you like the ones that are more upbeat you know as I've got older I've come more to appreciate um the blues side of it and um you know the sort of more this more slow slower uh, numbers but yeah as a kid at their age I, their ages i was the same so but it's just funny that he's changed all the words and <laughs> it's made of his own yeah it's a very different version isn't it <laughs> it's perfect i mean it's a kid's song in the making there yeah definitely definitely <laughs> so you have two children and you have a lot of brothers and sisters are stepbrothers and sisters, right? They're all half brothers and sisters. Yeah. So I have, um, on my mum's side, I have a half brother. And then on my dad's side, I have three half sisters. But we don't ever talk about it like that. It are just family, you know? Family, yeah. yeah. And there was a picture of, and I don't know how it was, well, your dad lives in, doesn't he live in like Ohio or something? I mean, no. Um, no, he lives in the UK. 
didn't he used to live in this or there was a rumor that he's living like this domestic life in some little town in ohio i don't know maybe that never happened. no his oh. his wife is from there so they they you know she has family there so oh, they that. are there a lot but yeah no he's based in the uk because of the picture of him with your son sitting you know i guess your son's birthday or something and your dad was visiting or was that it was that the picture um, i think yeah well i'm trying to think or is that at their house i can't remember oh. actually okay i can't remember so when you were you were younger did your dad take you to any of his concerts or yeah, well yeah you just you know when he was on the road um i would sometimes it depended on my school holidays kind of like when he was touring and i would go out and yeah i loved it um you know i i have strong memories of uh falling asleep backstage <laughs> <laughs> after eating too many m&ms you know and, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and playing table football and stuff like that and just yeah so um yeah so i'd go out on the road with him and then um yeah anytime i can even now anytime i can go and watch him i do and it's crazy this pandemic it's it's been i i think it's this is the longest time i've gone without seeing him live and mm. i'm really missing it i'm missing all live music actually sure. I, it's yeah. Oh, it's really affecting me. It's got to the point where I feel like I'd go and see like a Barry Manilow tribute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll do you that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I yeah, I love going to watch him. It's I'm immensely proud, as anybody would be, you know. Yeah. And um yeah, and I love it. It's it's and I suppose like my favorite ones to go to are the gigs at the Albert Hall. Um, there's just something about those gigs that are very personal and, um, sentimental. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's quite a big part of our kind of culture, I guess. So I, to not be able to have gone to those this year has been, it's yeah. And then my phone kept coming up cause I put the dates in my calendar and it kept, it was last week. So it kept coming up. Oh yeah. Dad at that wall. Oh yeah. No, it's not happening. No, that's right. So yeah. Trace and our father, we're brothers, obviously, our father was a, an artist and I, it took us a long time, I think, I, maybe Trace, was soon, actually Trace was much sooner than I was, to even consider being an artist also, because how are you going to compete, you know, and he was a, he wasn't a household name, but he was famous in his field of illustration. And just wonder, when did, did it, when did your first glimmer of becoming a singer because you are and i hope you'll share a song later or anytime you want now uh, i think i'm going to yeah i'm gonna yeah, i'm going to share something with you but how but long yeah, did but, it take um, you to to come to that um realization so i was in a band when i was i think 20 and um i can't play an instrument um so I write lyrics and I can come up with a tune, you know, mm. um, but I found a guy who was local to me who, who played guitar and he sang and, and he wrote too. So we just made this kind of band. We were kind of like a duet, you know, and um, we wrote songs together and then sang them. And then we kind of developed that further and we got different people in to kind of join. And we had like a double bass player, who was great and, um, you know, and a drummer and stuff. And it was, it got kind of cool. We, we were doing some gigs and it was, it was going well. And, um, but I have, um, I suffer with imposter syndrome 
And I think that is wow. as a result of having two really um, incredible parents who have been very successful. Uh, so I kind of, I detonated actually, I left. And mm -hmm. um, I, I think I was just so once, it was when it was kind of ramping up that I left. And I think I just was like, oh gosh, this is a lot of pressure now. And I just, it was, I was so young, I was 20, I was just not ready. Um, and then since then, I've kind of dabbled here and there. Um, but I, I just, I think my kids, like having my kids, I just had to focus on them. But now they're at an age where I can kind of carve something out for myself. And there's no um, goal as such. Um, I just have gone through a really rough year with the pandemic and everything and then other things that have been going on in the background and um i thought you know what i'm going to use this for good i'm going to channel it and i'm going to write and i'm going to sing and i'm going to just be brave and put myself out there and see cast my you know net out and see what comes back and um, i've been amazed at the response actually it's been it's been a really great week of getting back into it and um yeah, so, and I think, you know, with age comes a, a confidence and an acceptance of yourself. Um, that certainly happened for me. And so I just don't feel as pressured or as frightened as I did, um, you know, as with that kind of going on in the background with having those parents. Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely got to be it. A... You write your music on your own. You have a writing partner. Uh... Well, I write my lyrics myself and then sometimes a whole song will come to it, you come out, you know, and I'll just be able to just put everything out. But then sometimes it's just the odd line here or there. So I have um, three people, no, four people at the moment that I'm kind of collaborating with. Um, so, yeah, it just depends, really. If it all comes out, great. If it doesn't, then I know I've got some people that I can kind of go to two of them. I know really well, two of them I've just met and it's over, it's over the internet. So it's weird. I've never done anything remotely before. Like one of the people is in California and I've never met him in person. I've just, it's just been over Instagram. Um, so I've sent him a couple of lines that I've written and he's just going to see what he can try and develop them into um so yeah but it's it's nice to have that because i think sometimes when you're just doing it on your own it can be quite um overwhelming actually and especially when you're just you've not been doing it for a long time and then you're stepping back into it um you know so yeah i'm i'm grateful for that grateful that there's you know i've got those people that i can collaborate with i i i'm a musician i found a lot of and songwriter i found a lot of talent around different parts of the world. I have a guy in Italy who's helping me out and at different times I've had found singers in the States and I find them in different places. Sometimes it does, most of the time it works out. Once in a while, I think I got somebody and then I realize I made a mistake, but um, there's a lot of talent and it can be done. Everyone's got their home studio and... But it's interesting, you don't have the in-person chemistry i mean maybe it works well i mean it, we know we're talking and having a conversation yeah. i mean you want to so exactly yeah i mean i'm open to it and i think what what this pandemic has taught us is that 
you can't it, it doesn't all have to shut down i know we can't gig and we can't you know there's certain things that we can't do but we can still write and we can still collaborate and um and record even you know so yeah while we while we can do it that way yeah let's do it it doesn't all have to shut down and um you know i think i don't know how it's been handled um where you guys are but here musicians and artists they've just been ignored really there's been no real government help and you know there's a lot of musicians out there right now that are really struggling um and it's crazy because to me music is kind of and the arts is what got me through lockdown you know listening to um different people and reading books and watching movies all of that really got me through and so it's so crazy that that's what kind of we needed to get us through that and then they're not the industry that's helped out the most it's crazy in the states they have a fund for gig artists gig people so whether you're an artist or musician but it's not easy to you know you can apply and it's difficult to i think yeah some people get the money you know but one thing, if there's, you know, a side benefit to the weirdness of it all uh, is that it made, makes people appreciate how much they miss the arts. They took it. I think a lot of times they took it for granted. Oh, let's go to the bar and listen to some music. Let's go to New York and go to a concert. Let's do that. And then when you can't, it's like then it's like you're, you're being suffocated, you know? It's- yes. Yes, exactly. I mean, oh, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've really kind of delved in my kind of lockdown experience because I'm a guilt I'm guilty of the fact that sometimes I will only listen to somebody's greatest hits <laughs> and just kind of try and sort of skip through um but it's meant that I've had to kind of go back and really educate myself on um people's actual albums you know so it's given me a really great appreciation of of people's work but yeah i mean it, we did take it all for granted didn't we you know just being able to just nip to a local gig even you know and just see somebody um like i've been trying to book to go to stuff in in the summer and so many people just aren't doing anything because they're so frightened i think to organize something for the net to be cancelled and have to book you know move it um so even though everything is opening up i think people are still so put off by taking the risk of booking anything. Lyric-wise, do you have like um, heroes, you know, people that you really, who, who's your favorite lyr- lyricist? Oh, yeah. lyricist, that's so hard. <laughs> oh, right, well, okay, I'm gonna go with a current one and a not current one. So current one, I think Taylor Swift, I just, Oh man, that the album she released last year, Folklore and Evermore, I just thought were incredible. I mean, lyrically, it just resonated with me. I don't know if she's similar in age to me, and maybe she's a bit younger actually, but you know, it's that same kind of demographic. And so she wrote, and I just was like, wow, I could just, I could have written that. I felt what she had written, and um, and then not current oh. i mean bonnie Raitt. Y- you know i've listened to a song of hers recently that my mom used to listen to a lot and it's um i can't make you love me and oh man i mean it's just so deep i mean it's so heavy she just 
nails it, you know, and it's, oh, it's just such a, it's such a hard thing to write about anyway, unrequited love, you know? And so, and she just, yeah, she just absolutely hits the nail on the head. Yeah. And to be original at it, you know, to be so fresh, such a fresh, well, it's personal, I guess if it's personal, then it's going to be fresh because nobody's like you. So it's going to come out if you can get tap into that. Right. Exactly. To, the other thing that got you through the pandemic is fitness. I don't know if you're still, I, <laughs> yes. I just want to read, I cut this little blurb out. So I just want to read, this is one of your little, I don't know if you still keep up this regimen. So Upper body, five sets of 10. That means you do five things 10 times each. Is that what that means? That's right. Yeah. So bicep. Uh, yeah, I do keep this up. I'm on it. If I, d I have so much energy, if I don't do that, yeah, I just turn it into negative overthinking, you know? Um, and especially when it was locked down, it was like, I had to burn that energy off Um and it just does, it really helps with my mental health. So it's not just about looking good. Because I, yeah, I'm going to sit here and admit, if you look good, you do feel good. I think that's a thing. But it is mostly about that I don't turn that into something negative. I've used it in a productive way. Yeah. Well, I did Running did that for me a long time ago. And I just, you know, was at loose ends about, and, I, and somebody said, run. I go, oh, yeah, really? I'm going to go out in the street and run. I mean, that's like ridiculous. And then. <laughs> It did. It settled me down. I mean, you know, it becomes an addiction in a way. I agree, actually. I would agree with that. And it's about keeping that balance, isn't it? Running is something I've never attempted. And um, so many people have suggested it to me, but I just have never got to a point where I wanted to do it. I think I usually just do weights and I have like a static bike that I I do my cardio on. Um but it's not, it's weird, like running for me, I think because I associate it with when I was a kid and like at school and stuff, and I wasn't, I wasn't good at long distance. I was good at sprinting. So I think there's still part of me that's like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to do it. But I haven't actually tried and I'm so much fitter now than I was back yeah. then. So I'd probably be all right, but I just, I don't know, something. It's pretty, it's like pretty a boring. For me. I think the things most runners won't admit it, it's pretty boring. It's brutally boring, but if you're in a nice place and there's scenery to look at, but anyway. And you just did the New York Marathon. How many miles? That's like 26, 26 miles. 26 miles, yeah. You, you didn't stop? No, no stopping allowed. Well, you, you can stop if you want, but no, I did that, but that was that's uh, decades ago. That's amazing. But Don't pretty, downplay that. That's, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's huge. But, you know, people, there's marathons all over the world, and tens of thousands of people show up to do it. So it's not like 18 people who are, you know, there's a lot of people that are just doing it to do it. I don't, I can't believe triathlons, the people that, you know, they run, they yeah. run a marathon, they swim two miles and they bike a hundred miles. I mean, that's beyond my belief. But. Yeah, me too. I mean, that's it's, just, it's too much. It feels like it's punishment a little bit. Like, yeah. I think there is that side of it a little bit, like where you kind of get to a point where you're like, I do kind of want to just push myself as far as I can and see if my body can take it, you know, and recover and all that. I think that's the side of it as well that can be a bit addictive. You're kind of chasing like a maximal experience, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And I think some of it is real punishment. I, I think I, understood that about myself that I, I i was literally like flagellating myself i really wanted to not hurt myself in a dangerous way but i was beating myself up yeah 
I get it. It's the same with weights. When I do weight training, if I, um, I'll get to a point where I, it doesn't ache anymore, like the next day. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I want it to hurt. Because <laughs> then I feel like it's worked, even though I know that's total nonsense. You, but it is it's that feeling of like the next day of like, oh, I, yeah, I worked out and I could right. feel it. Yeah, it's a badge of courage. Sure. So yeah. you want to talk a little bit about turn up, uh, turn up for recovery? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, so, yes, yeah, so my stepmom's charity um, that she set up and um, – it's to raise awareness for um, abstinence-based recovery. Um, and she's amazing. Like through lockdown, she has been finding people to um, put on shows basically, you know, so she'll find different musicians and they will um, submit like a performance and then she'll put it all together. And then every Saturday, I think it was through lockdown, there was a little, you know, showcase there for you to watch. It was, it was great. And I mean, she got some incredible people like Cheryl Crow, Doll Bramhall. I think Tedesco Trucks did one. Um, I did something in, I think oh, it was like on a showcase with two other new artists. Um, but yeah, it was so many people got involved. It was incredible. And she's still going, you know, because it's still mm-hmm. lockdown here. So um, yeah, and it's great. Like you can, if once the the idea was that it was before lockdown that she set it up, and the idea was that you put on a gig in your local area, and you um, re- the gig raises money and awareness for absence based recovery. Um, and yeah, I mean it's a great it's a great idea, and um, I'm so proud of her that she's championing it and working so hard to you know, further the cause, um, because it's just something that we're really passionate about in our family, you know, with crossroads and everything. And, mm. you know, it's, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's very important to us. The crossroads, that's just the, that crossroads.org as well. That's Eric's. He started that, right. And is that yes. so, yeah. same thing about abstinence, uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a, a rehab center in Antigua and, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, based around abstinence, um, based recovery and the 12 steps, you know, AA and all that. So, right, yeah. yeah. So do you want to sing or you, would you like to do something? Uh, I would love I'll do something. I've oh, picked please. a song. I'm going to have the lyrics here in front of me. So don't, judge me on that (laughs) and i'm also just gonna really quickly my cat i honestly this is if you watch my instagram and stuff you'll see this is what happens to me all the time is that i start doing i've locked her out purposely so that she wouldn't interrupt us and she's just scratching at the door and crying so i'm gonna lock her out of the house now really quickly you don't want to yeah because because otherwise she's just gonna be in here crying i'll go and do that and i'll be right back okay okay so, honestly, come on. So, those of you are just tuning in, Ruth has just left the building to throw her cat out onto the street. <laughs> All right. Rearranging the furniture while you're there. Your cat's Sorry, name isn't kidding. your cat's name isn't Ginger, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's Audrey. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna sing ring of fire oh um by johnny cash yeah um so i'm ready when you are 
Love is a burning thing and it makes a fiery ring bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down and the flames went higher and it burns, burns, burns the ring of fire the ring of fire the taste of love is sweet when hearts like ours meet i fell for you like a child oh but the fire went wild i fell into a burning ring of fire i went down 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 and the flames went higher and it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. And it burns, 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 the ring of fire, the ring of fire. All right. Oh, my God, that was sensational. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Goosebumps, really. That, that, I, I, I'm not a musician. Trace is and Trace sings. But how? Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. You oh could, wow! You guys could harmonize or something. Yeah. I, you should have done that. You should have just jumped in and done some BBs. Come on! I'd, I'd have to like I know the song, but I'd have to practice before I do this oh. for people to hear. But but I'm so curious. So as a total, you know, I love music and I've listened and I have a, I've seen your father play with uh, John Mayall in 1965. I saw him play with the Yardbirds and I of course. Oh, I'm seen so jealous. And I've seen him. In, we've both seen him play Cream. He played at our high school twice. Oh, and we played at our high school. Back in the day, obviously, I saw the reunion, and it's yeah. it oh. was amazing. But I feel like you had to. It would have been a different experience seeing them yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Well, it may, and the one that I have to tell this quick story is that I was at the Marquee yeah, Club, okay. and Trace. We both went to London at different times. I'm older, but so I went first, and I went to the Marquee Club to see some group. And and the guy comes out, the announcer, and he says, before I bring out the group, I have a, a special, we have a special guest in the audience. And of course, the Marquis Club is 100 people, and I'm right up front. And he yeah. said, and he points right at me. I'm, it, for all, it looks like he's pointing right at me. And he goes, our special guest, Eric Clapton. And everyone's oh. looking, I think, of course, my, they're looking at me. Well, it turns out Eric was shoulder to shoulder with me. No way! I didn't know it. I had no. I wasn't looking around. I wasn't looking for celebrities. So your dad was standing right next to me. Everybody's looking our way, and I'm thinking it's me, of course, for some weird reason. <laughs> and they're applauding. <laughs> You're get up and play. <laughs> anyway, that's it. I never spoke to him. I meant I probably said hi. Now that I knew who he was, but 
Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, I wonder about the acapella thing. Do you have like a metronome in your head? I mean, how do you do that without music and without? That's a magical thing. Memory. That's yeah. it. I practice before I do it. So I did two because I was like, oh, should I do a song? Should I not? And then I was like, no, I just should do it. Come on. Because I knew I'd regret it if I didn't. So um, I was looking at what to do because I didn't want to do one that I'd already put on Instagram. So I thought, right, I'm going to try and pick something a bit different. And I saw, I think it's Bob Dylan's 80th birthday today. Oh, I think. So I picked out a Bob Dylan song. I picked out um, It Ain't Me, Babe. Okay. Because I love that song. And um, and then it led, and then I was like, oh, but the Johnny Cash one's really good. And then I was like, no, I'm going to do Ring of Fire. Um, and so I practiced it twice before I put the kids to bed. And then I was like, right, okay, I'm just going to have to just, just go for it. But in my, I just, it's just memory and in my head, I just, you know, um, so yeah and i've got no experience of gigging or anything like that at the moment because it's been that long since i've done it and i know there's things now where you have like inner ear monitors and all that i don't oh well we'll get there when i get there but um yeah it's weird i can't it's it doesn't seem natural to me i i like the idea of that you just get up and you just do it you know and you don't you're not worrying to you i don't know if you have to have your monitors in front of you but it's just that thing i don't i don't know about how i feel about that yeah i always have lyric parent like i'm going to forget lyrics i've done a million times i'm going to forget like i'm going to get and sometimes i do freeze and i do <laughs> gibberish and i notice <laughs> nobody knows the difference so as long as nope. i'm committed to the gibberish that maybe it's just part of a verse People have never seemed to pick up on it. And I've heard other singers do yeah. sing gibberish. We all do that. Yeah. We all do it. Was that the like, trick of the I trade? Sang, um, yeah. I sang a, a song this week by Stevie Wonder called Overjoyed. Now, I I have heard that song before, but not to not like a lot. So... It's just one of those where I've like, I'm like, oh, okay, I recognize that song. I must have had it played to me as a kid or something. But then I was like, oh, well, I've, I've decided I'm going to do this TikTok challenge where I'm going to sing this song. <laughs> like, so I better learn the, the line. And I had to have my laptop like in front of me with the lyrics there. And then I was like, oh, it's so obvious that I'm just doing this like the whole time. <laughs> so I think we all do it. Um, but it's funny that there's certain songs where I just know them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, no, because it's just so entrenched in my memory. Um, Would you like to do the Bob yeah, Dylan song I'm not, too? I'm yet to get to a point where it's my own songs and I have to remember them. That's going to be... Oh, yeah. You're working on a song, but you're not ready to do that yet, right? To debut that? I'm not, no. I've got a few different things going on. So there's four sort of projects going on at the moment. And um, there's only one of them that's kind of like nearly complete but it's still not quite ready but we're go i'm gonna be doing it for turn up um so i'm really excited i'm gonna send it to my stepmom and see if she'll put it in there's a showcase that they're gonna do in the summer uh so i'm hoping she's gonna pick it but um you know no pressure or anything but yeah so i'm working on that and um and then the other stuff that's going on is just it's just for my own you know just for for me there's no like it's weird. So many people have asked me this week, like, where are you going with this? Like, what's the direction? There really isn't one. I just am out here having fun with it. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best way. 
Can I ask you about your tattoo? What the the significance of the three the, stars? Those for your kids? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. There's, there isn't one. <laughs> 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 I just liked it. I wish there was one because it's a bit lame, isn't it? That it's just, yeah, no, there's not one. It's just, I oh, just yeah. liked it. I have one on my foot that has some oh. significance, but I can't, it might... She's oh, I on, do. so I can't. I do too. But it's a cross. Can, it's a, it's a, oh, nice. <laughs> very cool. Is this anything to do with Harry Potter? No, it was very pre-Harry okay. Potter. I It was probably before okay. she was even born. But um, no, it's just a lightning bolt. And now there's a Gatorade. People say, oh, is that the Gatorade logo? No, it was way before Gatorade was invented. No. Oh, I know. These people <laughs> with their, yeah, their suggestions of what it could be. Yeah. I think Harry Potter is actually worse than Gatorade, so I'm sorry. Stars- the one on my foot, I actually drew it myself. It's a cross that my um, granddad used to wear. Uh, oh. And so that's got some significance, but I've got boots on. There's no way I'm taking them off. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, need, I mean, unless you want to do the Bob Dylan song too. I mean, you're, you're, oh no, you didn't rehearse it. Okay, no, no pressure. One's enough. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything you want but to... thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Anything else? I guess we're uh, we're coming to an end, right, Megs? Yeah. Unless I mean, out or like. Uh, you know, plug or stuff. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, I've set up a new Instagram account. Um, I set it up a week ago. Um, and the handle for it is Ruth Clapton Music. Um, I'm just overwhelmed, actually, at the encouragement and the support and the and this the outpouring of love and mm. that I've had on that. Um, it's been up a week and it's over 800 followers right now, which I'm just, I can't believe it. I'm like, how did that, I thought it was going to take me ages to get anywhere near that. So um, yeah. And then um, just the, the comments I've had on my voice and stuff, it's just mm. been, it's been really lovely. It's been a really great week. So, yeah, but then, yeah, so that's, that's the handle to, to, to go on if you want to listen to me do some covers and then eventually there will be my own stuff on there. Um, and I share my lyrics like on there a little bit too. Um, so yeah, that's it. Okay. Coming on the show. Yeah. It was a joy. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been great. So talented and uh, and fun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That really means a lot. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye, Ruth. Bye. Bye. <laughs>